everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Final Down and Football Podcast. You, with we... me, Jim, Denver Dave, and Punk Raider. Always helpful. Uh, we're here to talk about the NFL, boys. How are we doing this evening? In a while. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A normal I'm pod. shagged out. I'm totally knackered. And you've got a holiday to go on tomorrow, Dave. I feel like... I feel like the like Dan Schneider's lawyer. I'm exhausted. <laughs> we will talk about Sir Schneider later. Um, this is going to be a relatively come. short one, guys. Um, next week, we're going to be doing our mock draft um, on the pod. But for this week, we thought we'd just catch up on some of the stories that we missed and just make sure we're up to date on everything that's going on. Um, so unfortunately, we start with the news that on last Saturday, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins lost his life after being hit by a truck while trying to cross the I-95 at just after 6.30 a.m. Haskins was in Florida with other members of the Steelers' offense that had set up their own mini training camp to get ready for the next season. The Steelers had given Haskins a new one-year extension after placing the restricted free agency tag on him as he was looking to compete with Mason Rudolph for that backup position. Dwayne was a first-round pick for the Commanders in 2019, a team notoriously bad for supporting quarterbacks. He found himself out of a job by 2021, but picked up by Pittsburgh because of the potential shown while at Ohio State. In those final 14 games for the Buckeyes, he scored 54 touchdowns to eight interceptions, a season that saved his head coach from getting fired. Haskins was just 24 years of age. 24 years old. Forget about the football stuff. 24 years old. Wife Calabria. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not good. 24 years old is nothing, is it? It really isn't. It really isn't. I, I'm I, I'm literally old enough to be his dad. So, you know, yeah. it really is a case of you know, the guy's been cut down before he's even started life. You know, he's he's a young what? pup. Mm. I remember seeing it on Twitter and I thought it was one of the, you know, every now and again, it just trends that Jeff Goldblum's died again. I mean, he's died 15 times. Mm. And I thought it was just one of those. I just thought, man, whatever. And you just don't take it serious. And then it was released on the NFL app. But then loads of people were coming out again saying, no, it's not true and blah, blah, blah. And it was only until, I think it was Schefter that released it. And you're kind of like, okay. So, you know. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that's come out in the past couple of days um, from sort of eyewitnesses and stuff like that, which again, you never know what to believe because, mm. you know, everyone wants to be named in the press and have their 50 minutes of fame, but who cares? Someone's lost his life. doesn't matter. It's how it happened is really inconsequential, isn't it? You know, it's the fact that yeah, it's yeah, happened. Who cares? And, um, it's such a guy shame. Who I went to school with, guy who I yeah. went to school with, um, went and jumped in the River Trent. He was 19, I think. Mm-hmm. He went and jumped in the River Trent and died on a stag do. Doesn't matter that he jumped in, doesn't matter that he was drunk. He's 19 yeah. years old. Who cares? Yeah. No, the, the, the circumstances that are completely irrelevant it makes no difference whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a good thing. It's just such a waste because, I mean, he was doing everything he could to ingratiate himself, not just on, but also off the field. He was doing, uh, it was in the weight room and the training room every day and the, um, the film room as well, working with the coaches to try and get better. He was on, he was volunteering for charity events and um, becoming a favorite at those things. And he really was. I, th- I think he had a chance of being the number two QB this season. And then who knows? Look what happened to Trubisky. He spent one year as a backup and then some other team sees the potential and takes him on and maybe he gets his shot again. I was really hoping that was going to happen for him. Um, but we'll, we'll just never know now. We'll never know what could have been. But uh, he definitely had potential. He definitely had the potential to make it. He just was in the wrong situation at the start of his career. And uh, yeah, now it's over. I just need to say, of course, fuck Adam Schefter and f*** Gil Brandt um, for the comments they made directly after. What are they saying? Uh, well, you, I mean, the, the tweet from Schefter that you mentioned talked about his struggling as a as a player, which is completely unnecessary to talk about. He wasn't struggling in Pittsburgh. He was he was making his way there. And Gil Brandt, who 
should have his Hall of Fame uh, bust rescinded. Uh, basically said that Haskins was a troublemaker and that he was living to die in some way, kind of deserved it wow. in an interview straight afterwards. They made ass covering apologies uh, several days later. I'm not buying it. They're PR machines. Um, both of them need to go away. Schefter's been terrible um, for a few months now, really. I don't know Gil Brandt was still alive. Gil Brandt's like 90. The apologies oh. when they came were very obviously their companies telling them to to make apologies. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't, you know, heartfelt or actual, you know, sincere apologies. They were, they were literally those those kind that you make when you've been told you're going to lose your job if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Schefter has been a bit, I want to call it weird, but just off with a whole load of people for yeah. at least the last six months or so. So. I don't know what's going on there because he used to be very good mm. and would just be factual and and you know wouldn't put personal opinion into into his tweets at all and stuff and his reporting. But more and more over the last sort of six months to a year, he's he's got more and more personally involved. So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe his maybe his wife's run off with a football player or something. But <laughs> do you know what? So during surprised. the during the um, free agency period, I put everyone on notification. So people like James Palmer, Rapshi, all of those kind of things. So mm-hmm. I put my notes. So you get the same story pop up five or six times sometimes, but you just don't yeah. want to miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone else's. So James Palmer's is anyone who doesn't know, he's the insider who sort of specializes with AFC West stuff. Um, so that's probably most noticeable why, why I have him, but he, his tends to only be, uh, only have some kind of, uh, sort of personal stuff in it when it's an AFC West uh, issue. Whereas, and everyone else is just sort of, this is the fact, this is what it is done. And you're 100% right about Schefter. It's kind of like, so-and-so have made a bad move in signing. So, and it, little, not even like as blatant as that, sometimes little things where like, so uh, you'll get the initial one. Then afterwards, there'll be, you know, some kind of statement piece where so-and-so, you know, may have overpaid or have got it for underrated player and just think, I don't need your opinion. Just give me facts. I don't care what you think. You're an NFL insider. Do one job and just report contracts and what's happened. That's it. Yeah, yeah he def- was the first one who I had to un- unfollow. If that makes sense. The situation counts as well. He's he's allowed to add an opinion, but when it comes to the, an unexpected death of a player, what what happened in his career makes absolutely no difference. And to say to say something like that was dis- disparaging about the player was just out of line. Um, Gilbrant went a lot further in what he was saying, completely incorrect. Um, Dwayne Haskins, there was not a peep from him about being out, out of line. I remember one story, I think, when he was in Washington, when he went to a club like, the night before a game day, maybe. But there was no support in Washington. What do you expect? He's a first-round draft pick in the nation's capital. He's enjoying himself. Um, but since he went to Pittsburgh, an absolute Boy Scout, like I said, in the film room, in the weight room. Going to hospitals and, and looking and helping out kids and stuff, you know, just doing everything he could but do to be part of the even family. Even if he wasn't, even if he was the biggest, you know, party party boy going. Oh yeah. At that moment, that's irrelevant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the 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 lad is twenty-four, he's just lost his life, and you're giving the monkeys about what he's doing on a Saturday night or whatever, mm. you know? It it doesn't make a jot of difference. And and you know, it, it this this seems to happen be happening more and more. That people think because you know they've got X amount of million followers on Twitter or whatever that 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 gives them some god 
given right to be able to say whatever they want. And, you know, it's just not on. You can't do it. You know, if you wouldn't stand there and say it to someone's face, why are you putting it online? It's, it, and, you know, it, 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 is, it is getting worse and worse as well. It's, this is a problem that's happened over the last few years. And, you know, people like Schefter need to realize they're in positions of influence. And you know, society's gone to crap anyway. I mean, especially in the States, you look at, <laughs> you know, look at the president they, they've had for, before Biden, you know. It's like I mean, the whole thing. Great. Well, no, but, you know, compared to the orange He's orangutan. stoking anything now. You know what I mean? Oh, but, we should do a political podcast. This would be. Oh my god, no! <laughs> oh, I don't know. We're going to move on. We're going to move on because I don't want to get too bogged down in do that. Definitely a political podcast. No, I don't. But I think it, you're right actually. to be angry about it. You're right to yeah. be angry about it, and and I think it's just a case of people need to actually just start doing better and just actually raise their moral compass a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, we're going to move on to another story and. One bit more light, I think, and that's that the Las Vegas Raiders have seen Russell Wilson join them, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in the AFC West, and they've decided to push 125 and a half millions worth of chips into the middle of the table on Derek Carr. The teams agreed a three-year contract that sees the 30-year-old tied to the teams until 2025. Carr threw for <laughs> 4,804 yards, 23 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions last season, while scraping into the postseason before being taken out on the World Cup weekend by the Bengals. Punk. Our resident Raider fan, you must be. There over certainly the moon. wasn't any scraping into the playoffs. We had the <laughs> last four week. Game win last week of the season. Yeah, but we, to win we, to get we only be, only because last we kick. won. We won the four games. It's that's all it is. There's no scraping in. It was the last kick, but we'd have got in even without the kick. So you know, it makes no difference. Um, yes, I know you two are gonna, you know, pretty much go. Oh, you've overpaid for car this, that, and the other. But I've got, <laughs> I've got two points to make to you. Number one. We've now got one of the premier offenses around Derek Carr. What that means is this is a prove it deal. There is no one else around coming out. So you guys keep telling me coming out in the draft or in free agency now that would be worth getting to replace Carr and installing a whole new offense or getting someone in to learn it. What we've done and what McDaniels has done is actually quite clever. He's gone out and got his best bud, who's just happens to be the best wide receiver in the NFL, teamed him up with the best slot receiver in the NFL, teamed him up with a top five tight end in the NFL, and teamed him up with a pretty damn good running back as well, and said, go and win some games. And that's exactly what's going to happen next season. We're going to win lots of games. Now, if Derek Carr crashes and burns, then you know that's going to be on him, and we'll move off him quite quickly. But... I think for this season, for what could happen, it's the best move they could have made. I love the car crash pun. Thank you very much, Punk. Dave, your thoughts? Um, I've just gone on to PFF's rating for last season. Oh, God. And there is no uh, Raiders slot receiver ranked in the top 10. Uh, oh, sorry, no Raiders receiver ranked in the top 10 slot receivers. So I don't know what you're That's a Renfro, there. right? Well, that's because Hunter Renfro ended up being a number one, didn't he? Because yeah. of the uh, Henry Rugg situation. So PFF slot his, receiver, I'm his, just saying. Just his saying, numbers got split fact. between the two. Fact. So I know you can't get, handle it. Yeah, but you're not, are you? You're just, you're just making quoting the PFF. narrative. No, you're, no, 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 you're quoting PFF and, and also not just mistake. quoting PFF. You're just trying to make the numbers fit your narrative, which doesn't <laughs> work. It's been true, bro. Listen, right. 
I'm I'm going to give what is I'm going to give a balanced view now, and I've thought Do about it. this. There's no such thing as a balanced view when you <laughs> yes, and Derek are. So there's, yes, there's absolutely pointless. pointless. This genuinely, this this is something I've thought about. If you, if you make a balanced point, I will I will I will affirm or deny it with you. Okay, but, what I want you to do is listen to what I'm about to say with an open mind. Forget it's coming from me and pretend it's coming from someone who you respect and admire. Okay, <laughs> I, I would never ever say anything that you would say. Right. So you know, that's my not issue. Happen, is it? My issue Come with on. this is I don't feel like you've made a smart move, and I'll, I'll back that up. I think this was a summer when there were so many good quarterbacks out there and you guys were in the conversation for a lot of them. You're in the conversation for Russell Wilson, for Garoppolo, for Rogers, all sorts. Garoppolo, I had car above Garoppolo. (laughs) But you had the options, but you had the option to go out and get those players. Now, he's been in the league for what, eight years now. Now, his two highest touchdown seasons were in year two and year three of his career. And now who that, were the receivers in listen, all of those listen, seasons? Exactly. Listen Wait. He's never had the weapons. Listen. So his two highest touchdown seasons were in year two and year three of his career. That coincides with when he had his lowest completion percentage. As a two-year period, the Raiders won more games in that two-year period than any other point in his career over two years. Okay. Oh, and by the way, that lowest completion percentage of his career, that I still say, that's still higher than Jalen Hurts and Bacon Mayfield, significantly higher than Jalen Hurts, and more than Andrew Luck, Eli Manning, and only slightly lower than Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. So it's he, the, my problem is he's, he's too safe at the moment. That's the main issue. But the one positive move that I will say you've made is you've given yourself a 2023 out. So you really only tied yourself in for a one-year, $24, $25 million deal. And then you can get out of it with limited um, dead cap. So I think you've made a reasonably smart monetary deal. I just think when all the rest of the AFC West have got stronger, you had an opportunity that was potentially not taken. Now, that is a good balanced view. Take Gruden out of the equation, who Mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, was never suited to the way that Carr plays you know, he's never going to have an open throwing offense. So, you know, the number of touchdowns and things, it, it's really irrelevant because okay. it's just the way that Gruden's offenses are. You saying about being playing safe and playing within everything. Yes, because that's what you do, A, when you're John Gruden and B, when you've got an interim head coach. So actually, when you've got no receivers and you've got no real want and desire to be an open throwing offense, you're not going to get many touchdowns. That's that's just the way it is. So I don't understand this. I don't understand this rhetoric that you're saying because you're going from having no receivers last season to now having a high-powered offense. You're signed one guy. You signed one player. It's yeah, but that's all it takes. Because (laughs) guess what, Devontae? When you okay, so last season, right, Darren? No, you listen. So Darren Waller was out for more than half the games last season, right? Josh Jacobs and the O-line were struggling to run the ball, so it all falls on Carr. When Carr loses um, rugs, all he's got is Renfro, Zay Jones, and Brian Edwards. That's not 
a wide receiver trio that's going to win you games on their own. You stick Devontae Adams in there straight away. You freed up Renfro. You've got Waller coming back off injury. Well, you know, straight away, you've got a double team out on Adams. So Renfro's singled up. Waller's singled up. The O-line's going to be better anyway, because towards the end of last season, they were figuring it out and actually putting people in their right positions. There is there is absolutely nowhere on earth. And obviously, we're in, where are we? We're in April, mid-April. So, mm-hmm. you know injuries and so on and so forth notwithstanding yeah there is no way on this earth that that offense cannot be anything but high powered and high scoring it just can't be if you keep all those players fit and they're all playing every game i mean i just want to say in the past four years of his career so it's not just last season when he was struggling with loads of injuries it looks his his statistics and you know from watching him as well he looks as though he's playing a bit safe now all I've heard with everything you've just said is you've mentioned about injuries and stuff like that and the fact that you're improving with having having Adams coming in all I've heard is yes we will be high powered but a couple of injuries are going to decimate us well yeah absolutely as it it does any team in the NFL You 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 scratch the surface on any team in the end. Look at okay. last season for an example. You take rugs out and you take Waller out. Everyone wrote us off and said, "No, there's no chance you can make it." Yes, okay? and what you happened? Did... Rem- Remfro did literally carry the team. Remfro and Carl between them carried mm-hmm. the team. So you know, apart from the defensive side, which has also improved. You know, and let's not forget we've taken Chandler Jones in there. There's you know. Rock Still good options in coming through. Yeah, Rocky Sin. But we've also got, you know, options coming in from... I'm not Honey saying Badger you haven't so improved. So forth. I'm genuinely not saying you haven't improved. What, we're, what, we've, is said, what we've done with this Car- Derek Carr deal is said, prove it. And yeah. that's it. And he will and I've just said, it. I, I, I don't, don't have an issue with the Carr deal. I don't have an issue what, with it because you're giving yourself a 2023 what, hour. It's what not you guys are missing, what you guys are missing is that Carr and Adams were best buds and are still best buds. They don't ha- need time to get to know each other and to actually throw to each other. So it's not like you've got a brand new receiver coming in, you know? Part of the deal for getting Adams would have been, who's going to be my quarterback? And it's going to be Carr. And I'm quite happy with that because he's now got those receivers and those other pieces around him where he has no excuses for making cock-ups. So let's see. But right now, on paper, we've got one of the top five offenses in the NFL. <laughs> you have, yeah, we have. <laughs> well, you've, so you've we haven't got, got the, you've, well, we haven't got, got the fifth most expensive player in the league. Five minutes, have we? You've got the fifth um, most expensive player in the league right now. Yeah. So you, yeah, that's, that's just market value. You can't you can't fact. do anything about that. That's market value. You mm-hmm. can thank all those other quarterbacks that have been paid, starting from Matt Stafford <laughs> last season. But you're getting paid more you than know? Matt Stafford and. Uh, Dak Prescott. Yeah, he is now. Yeah, because yeah. you know that's the Carousel. way the NFL works. Mm-hmm. I I genuinely don't think, and I said this a minute ago, I don't think you've overpaid. If you find your guy and he gets you wins, brilliant, well done. I mean, exactly. I, I take I take my hat off to you. I just think with all the options that were available in this off season, you could have. There's not could have one option that's available. Earth. No, but there's not Mayfield. one option that's available for the draft capital that we have to be able to move around. That that you're going to get a Watson or someone like that. It's just it, it was just never on the table. You could probably get you know? a Baker for a sixth. You might get a Baker for a sixth, but I'd rather have Car than Baker. Jeez, oh, I agree with that. I mean, the problem is I, I take, agree with that. 
I take Carr <laughs> over Garoppolo. You know, Carr's still with well within that top fifteen of quarterbacks in the NFL. So you mentioned you know, that that is, you know, Derek Carr's in a, a one of the top uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. QBR rating over the past six years. Do you know what his highest rating is overall? Not off the top man. And he only had that once. He's yeah. been in the twenties more times than he's been anywhere near yeah. the top ten. Look at his offenses. That's what I'm saying. You, all of Derek Carr's problems are not necessarily Derek Carr. If you don't have an offensive line, if you don't have receivers, you can't you can't do it all yourself. You know, I'm going to turn to Giselle in a minute and say, "What do you want him to do? Throw it and catch it." But <laughs> I guess my my worry is that we've seen Derek Carr. He's not um, don't you worry. an unknown don't commodity. Worry. I think we've seen don't his worry. ceiling, and so. I don't think, that's I don't think you, you have. I don't think you have. I don't think you've seen his ceiling because I don't think he's ever had the pieces around him that every other quarterback's had. Well, he does you know, now. Ben Roethlisberger in his best years always had, you know, Lev Bell or and Antonio Brown and, you know, other pieces around him. him. No, maybe not, but it's not necessarily I'm not I'm not sitting here now saying the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl. Mm. I might when we get to September, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, right now, on paper, this is the best Raiders offense that Derek Carr has ever had, which means, exponentially, his numbers should be the best that he's ever had. Okay, I just want to take you back to the beginning of last season. And then um, we're leaving this when, story. Yeah, 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 MVP. Absolutely. Absolutely. MVP. Absolutely. I, I back was, that up. There was the Derek Carr MVP conversation. Then in. you lost a couple of games, and it was blow it all up, get rid of it, sack everyone, and now yeah. you've got the best. You've got the best. Absolutely. Receiving and who were those what? teams that to, we lost to, to when I said that? To excuse the Giants, me if I ignore the Bears, <laughs> the Giants, and the Bears. You lose to the Giants. And the, we said it in all of our reviews. Yeah. Any team that loses to the Giants, time. it's our you know, worst ever. It's it's your worst loss of the season. So you know, I stand by it. I, I don't see how signing. I don't see how season Derek Carr was the best quarterback in the NFL. You're one of those guys standing in. Away, I don't see how giving away your first and second round picks for a thirty-year-old wide receiver is Sorry, is the best yeah. use. Yeah, is the best use of your resources. It'll be thirty Nine. when season. It'll be thirty starts. when the season starts. Yeah, <laughs> didn't know that. It's <laughs> a so lovely payday. I still think it's great. I think, I think it's great. great, and the best thing the Raiders could do is give away their first-round pick because you know, um, ruined it anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I listen. I, I don't think it's necessarily a terrible move. I just think it's, it's getting par on a, on you know, on a par four course. It's kind of like, oh, it's not, is it? Because you just take the number one wide wide receiver in the NFL. Listen, and I'm not listen to his... you because Mr. Reactionary every MVP one well, minute, blow it up the next minute. You'll have to ignore you know. me if I. If I take away your bias point, well, you traded for Cooper Cup either. So there we go. Um, we're going to move on from this story because this is going to roll, roll and roll forever. This will um, roll all season. Yeah, it will. I can't wait for Tune that. Tune in next year. <laughs> Cliffhanger time. Penultimate story. <laughs> Whitney Merciless has retired. Former Houston Texans linebacker Whitney Merciless announces retirement on Wednesday after a 10 year career. Merciless, who's just 31 years old, was a first round pick in 2012 and has played in all but four regular season games for the Texans. He signed for the Packers last season, but tore a bicep muscle in November and then he got back on, on for the playoff game. He ends with 362 tackles, 58 sacks, 13 forced fumbles and two interceptions. We're talking Whitney from Houston. And, and I... I... Oh, God, don't be singing. <laughs> of all the songs you could have picked. A Whitney from Houston. Uh, but... For Mr. Baritone and Mr. Tone Death. Oh, mate. <laughs> like, come on. 
Oh no, I know I can't sing Jesus. Punk, come on, talk no. to us about Whitney Merciless because uh... Whitney Merciless was one of those. Uh, well, he I mean, he's one of those linebackers that could do everything. He was in that. Um, oh, brain's gone. Tampa, really good Tampa two defense. Uh, uh, middle linebacker, Hall of Fame. John Lynch, Brooks. Oh, Derek Brooks. Brooks. No, he was a safety. Derek yeah, Brooks. I thought he was, no, no, I was reaching. Very, very similar type of, of player to Derek Brooks yeah. in that he could um, he could drop back into coverage as much as he could rush the passer. Um, he was actually, Merciless was one of those players actually that could could play defensive end as well. Mm. He, was, he, was, he was that well-rounded a player. Um, how many years was he there? Ten? In Ten years. Well, nine years. The tenth year was Green Bay. I didn't think he'd been there that long, to be honest. I'm, I'm a bit surprised he retired. If it was one nice, of the, the linchpins of that Texans having, defense. And yeah, and I don't recall him having a huge amount of injuries. Or no. Well, like I said, only missed four, four regular serious. season games. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of sensible, I suppose. You know, and it's something we are seeing more and more of, is, is players coming in, playing for a few years, and then dropping out before they really kind of feel like they're getting too many hits or, you know, feel like they're their bodies are giving up on them. So in one regard, it's good. In another regard, you know, you're losing one of the, the let's say, premier linebackers of the last, certainly the first seven years, seven or eight years of his career, when JJ Watt was there. You know, yeah, those two would, would just terrorise teams. They really mm. would. Mm. Yeah. I know something interesting. What? Never made the Pro Bowl. That's strange. Unfashionable team. It is yeah. strange. But Second I'm team all pro team. in 2016, never made the Pro Bowl. That's I'm not sure whether it was a just a publicity stunt or be. He did try and change his name to Hitney Merciless at one point. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> I mean, uh, fair play to him. Good guy. So hopefully he enjoys his retirement. We're going to move yeah. on very quickly then well to the deserved. final story. Absolutely. Um, it's a bit of a juicy one, boys. And it's the Washington commanders have reportedly been accused of potentially unlawful financial conduct by the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. The complaint contains allegations made by Jason Friedman, who used to work for the franchise as a vice president of sales and customer service, claiming that the team kept two sets of books including one set of financial <laughs> records used to under-report certain ticket revenue to the NFL, which is really dangerous. You start taking money from the other owners. Um, other allegations made against the commanders and owner Dan Snyder in the letter include withholding as much as $5 million in refundable deposits from season ticket holders and also hiding money that was supposed to be shared among NFL owners. Per the letter, Friedman provided the committee with information and documentation indicating that the commanders routinely withheld security deposits that should have been returned to customers who had purchased multi-year season tickets for specific seats, referred to as seat leases. Friedman also told the committee that Washington employees were directed by team executives to establish roadblocks to prevent customers from obtaining the security deposits they were due, effectively allowing the team to retain that money. Um, Between Friedman's interview with the committee and documents he provided, the committee said the commanders had unreturned security deposits for around 2,000 accounts belonging to customers and fans that amounted to that $5 million uh, price tag there. Uh, this is so. Let me. This let, is can weird. I, can I just ask? Can I just get this straight? So, what yeah. you're telling me is that Dan Schneider owned mm. football team yeah. might be a bit dodgy in the old business front. Um, <laughs> Add it to the are oil. you surprised? Really? Is this <laughs> one, news or is so this just Thursday? There's you know? three parts to this. Um, so I can give a little bit more because I've done a bit of research on it, which I found interesting. Mm. So each team gets to keep 
I think it's they get to keep 40% of their own gate receipts or they no, they, they get to keep 60% of their own gate receipts. Mm-hmm. The other 40% goes into a pool and is shared. And the only yeah. thing that really benefits is the charges because, you know, no one goes. <laughs> yeah. um, so all that, all the rest of that money goes into a pot. Um, but you 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 only retain it as a percentage, not a percentage of your capacity. Now, what the what the uh, commanders were doing, I forgot the name then. They were retaining sixty percent of their capacity, and of course, they're not always selling out. So they can sit there and go, "No, we we kept sixty percent." No, you didn't, because you didn't sell out, and therefore, you actually kept a higher percentage. Mm-hmm. So there's that legal point of it. The other point is, let's say, Jim, you go and buy a Washington season ticket. You have to put X amount of thousand Can't pounds wait. down, depending on where your seat is. And that is a security deposit, which you they keep at renewal every year. It's like renting a house. You put down your Can we guarantee deposit, blah, blah, blah. a pipe not uh, expanding? No, absolutely oh. not. And also, you might fall off the stand and try and kill someone as well. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so... What happens then is at the end of it, you come and say, I don't want my season ticket anymore. Okay, I have my money back. And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Email this account. You email it and you get an email back saying um, you're in a queue and blah, blah, you're number 1,020. Now, that email just doesn't exist. You then email them again or you go back to the original one and say, oh, I don't know what you have to do. You send us driving license this and that and proof of ownership and just send us bank statements from your other And people just go, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And they just don't do it. Mm. And that is essentially from what I can find they have done. Now they're coming in and saying, well, we're giving people a route to get their money back, which technically they are, but it's all that whole obstacle in order to do it. And technically they are reporting 60% of their gate receipts. It's just 60% of the total capacity. So as far as it's the same way, it's the same way in the film series of Saw, you're allowed to live. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. If you complete this, you can live. I mean, it's almost impossible to complete. Yeah. The other, the other way to look at it is, you know, you just went to a birthday party for nine minutes. It's, you know, (laughs) it's not really a party if if, if you only went for nine minutes. Yeah. You know, Kate was in Tupperware, and you know that that's not really a party. It's it's or one at your house. Yeah. Exactly. You know? It's not a party <laughs> until someone gets their tits out. That's what I say. Oh, no. Yeah, but usually uh, it's male, you, male or female, I'm open. I don't care. I male or female. I know. Let's, let's, let's be honest. This... You know, the quicker they get rid of this guy, the better. I, mean, I have on. a feeling. I have a feeling there may be two ownership changes soon. So I was going to ask you, who loses their team be... first? Is it Dan Snyder or Stephen Ross? Well, I'm not, I was going to say two in terms of the Broncos being up for sale because we're going to be the Bronco well, Walmart. Yeah, but you're going to get bought um, by Brown and Kanye, aren't you? So. No, 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 no. We're going to the guy who the guy who owns Walmart. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he's pretty much the only one who's kept. So anyone who buys an NFL team, this is the other side part to it as well. So the Broncos are expected to go for about four billion. Um, you have to put eighty percent down as cash as a cash purchase, which is interesting um, because you can't just do what the Glazers did when they bought Man United and buy it all as mortgage, basically. It was like a 2% purchase for cash. Um, And uh, basically, uh, the only people who are cash rich enough, really, are um, old rich white men, which is why the NFL looks exactly the way it does, exactly. Um, There's a very, very good chance that Washington are going to be up for sale soon. And as Jim, you mentioned, there's a fairly good chance that Miami might follow suit soon afterwards. Let's hope so. This latest one for Washington, this is an expansion of the Congressional Committee looking into the NFL's handling of sexual harassment allegations um, in the commander's workplace by members of staff and cheerleaders. In July, the commanders will find $10 million by the league's own investigation into allegations of a toxic workplace. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's that's the inside one. Someone's supposed to protect them doing that. 
don't don't forget that you know after after investigating the Washington football team, that John Gruden is the only person that's been sanctioned. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he actually opened <laughs> up a lawsuit against the NFL as well. He actually opened up a lawsuit yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah. but, but that, that know, might backfire as well. All those because... millions of emails. It was only Gruden. Yeah, that, yeah but that might have backfired for Snyder for because it. it's brought to light this whole email chain, and it's now oh, exactly. Yeah. It's now flagged up this stuff that we're finding out about. And th- the one thing you don't do, I mean, first of all, you shouldn't be fleecing the, the people that still want to go and watch the Washington Commanders. You know, people, these are season ticket holders. Uh, since 99, they've been bleeding that team and that fan base dry. They used to be sold out before yeah, Snyder every, took control of the week. place. That place was rocking, okay? And they have slowly but surely whittled down that fan base. And now you're finding out they're just stealing money from them for the season tickets. These aren't just the casual fans. These are the ones that still, through everything, through the name change and, and all the yeah. stuff that's been going on, are still willing to go and, and stump up to go and watch them. You don't do that, right? That's morally wrong. But what you really don't do is you don't try and hide money from the other owners because they're the ones that protect you against everything. They're the ones yeah. that stop the internal... Well, they control the inf- internal investigations. They can't control this House Oversight Committee that's going on because it's independent. Yep. So no, absolutely, 100% agree. He needs to go. I mean, he's already ceded control, like in air quotes, to his wife, but that doesn't count. <laughs> so, well, I think I'm, I'm going to make a little bit of a prediction. I reckon they'll have new owners, and I think the new owners will rebrand and change the name because no. the Commodores, I think the Commodores are Schneider's thing, and I think it might, it might take a decade, it might take a little bit, but I think there's a lot of Washington noise about them not being happy with the team name. It's just a name. Um, They'll be moaning about any name. It's fine. Okay. Well, okay. What if they change it to the Pittsburgh Bobcats? You know, you might actually Bobcats in a bad name. But <laughs> <laughs> I quite like What's that. Bobcats. No, I, mean, I quite like that. Steve. No, if they get the washing uh, the Pittsburgh Commanders, it's. I, I think they wouldn't surprise me if there's a complete break of. We are here. We're the new owners here. We're a completely new. For it wouldn't surprise me if there's that kind of change as well. Well, anyway. Um, but yeah, they have to make that they have to make some sort of change. Put it this way, if the oversight committee don't get him, then the owners will. So Ooh, someone will maybe. We've um, never seen them is... kicked out before though. We've never seen the owner really booted from no. the from the league. They usually just die no. off and give yeah. it to their kids, which is even worse. <laughs> there is um some other breaking news um on NFL.com. So Kyler Murray is not expected to play this season until he gets a new deal. Mm. Which will be interesting. So what are Arizona gonna do? They've got to give him a new deal. But all the stuff that's come deal. out about him. Over yes, Merrill. Uh, yeah, is that he's uh, not, not the greatest leader and then none too keen on giving him a massive deal. So <laughs> mm. future drama to play out. And the Packers have signed Sammy Watkins as well. I mean, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> just, hang on. They, just give hang me on the news. All. That's the so, end of the, the news. The Packers, the Packers have signed their, their quarterback to a, uh, they've overpaid their quarterback and signed a new uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Does that make them a high powered offense as well, Punk? No. <laughs> Just saying. They don't have a good Sammy Watkins end. has won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, well, Sammy Watkins has won a Super Bowl as a wide receiver three. <laughs> well, maybe a two. Still I, 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 I thought the magic recipe for having a high-powered offense was was by you actually, uh, getting a wide receiver. The magic recipe is, is having the best receiver in football. Um one of the best slot receiver number two receivers in football Not according to and one of there. the best tight ends in football. That's that's the formula. That's the injured. formula that you need. Mm. <laughs> With that, we're going to leave it. We're going to leave it. We're going to go away because next week we're doing the, the mock draft where Dave yeah. and I will be competing uh, for each 
team's pick, and Punk will be deciding who. Uh, we who all gets have done. They, they, the beer this week. I was going to say, I'm getting all of my picks in. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that one. If you can, guys, please still sign up to the Patreon. Um, we're still going to be doing that up through the draft. Then there'll be a pause, obviously, uh, through the summer. But if you can, please go to um, patreon.com slash final down. And if you can sign up there, then that'd be amazing. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, make sure you're just following us on social media and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, we'll be certainly active over the next couple of weeks as the draft hits us in the face. But until then, I've been Jim. That's been Punk Raider. That's been Denver Dave. And thank you very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>